This episode of The Legend of Retro is sponsored by Detroit Beard Collective. Dot com, where you can find beards of all shapes and sizes. You can find your collection. Nope, you can find beard supplies such as beard balms, mustache wax, beard elixirs, combs, shampoos, all the tools you need to feed your beard. Not not necessarily purchase collections of beards. Where do I get a beard though? From your own face, typically. Now, you're an unfortunate fellow who who obviously can't grow a beard too well, but if you are a person who has great facial hair, Detroit Beer Collective is the one to help you out. I'll tell you what, I may not be able to grow facial hair, but I sure as hell can appreciate it. That's right. And you know what I can do? What? Spend money. That's right. You go on DetroitBeerCollective.com. If you spend $25 or more, you can use the offer code MCGAMING and get 20% off your order. That's great. That is great. I so, can spend more money on beards that way. Right. Uh, well, what? On beard items. Thank you. That's, I'm scared now. No, don't be. That's, That's okay. So so thank you, Detroit Beer Collective, for sponsoring this episode of The Legend of Retro. Remember, everyone, use the offer code MCGAMING at checkout and receive 20% off your order of $25 or more. And get some beards. Supplies. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is The Legend of Retro. Welcome to The Legend of Retro. This is Chops. And this is Xander. That's right. We're bringing it back. We brought it back. Got the Legend of Retro for you. We found it. All right. You so thought you... you'd misplaced it, but we picked it up and brought it back to you. That's right. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Here we are. <laughs> Again, okay. on our own. Yep. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go any further. Going that. down the only road we've ever known. Mm-hmm. I don't. I know you. Want, I know you like, want to. Like a drifter, I was born to walk alone. Walk alone. And I've made up my mind. And I've made up my mind. I ain't, I ain't wasting, wasting no, no more, more time. time. So we're going to get into this episode of Legend of Retro Podcast. Here you can find us on MotorCityGaming.com. Playing all the old time games we've ever known. Oh, boy. I thought LPJ was bad last, <laughs> last episode. <laughs> I see it's just I don't it's like just, people it's an anymore. Infection. It's just... Oh, man. So... Yeah, like I said, you can find us on MotorCityGaming.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and check out our forum on the website where we list all our episodes. It's true. We've done it. So this episode that we are talking about is focused on Double Dragon 2, Two. The Revenge, Revenge, which came out in 1992 on the arcades Yeah, of December 22nd. December 22nd. Seems like a real strange month to release a game so close, to, close Christmas. to Christmas. Yeah. And I then, wonder if it if it realizes or notices that it gets less presents. Probably. Or more presents. It was also released in 1990 on the NES. Yep. How, so it came out on, on the NES before it was in the arcades? No, 89. Oh, I thought you said 92. No, 26. Oh, num- yeah, Double Dragon 2. Gotcha. Wow. Gotcha. So, Double Dragon Understood. 2, 1989 arcade release. Uh-huh. 1990 NES 90, release. 1990 NES. Originally, and I think it's because this game was originally developed as an upgrade kit for the original Double Dragon. Oh, yeah? It wasn't intended to be its own game, but because of like upgrade, increased memory size for arcades and consoles, it became its own thing. Did you ever play it in the arcade? I didn't. I don't think I've ever found it in an arcade to play. 
Um, that's. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. Eight nineteen eighty nine. I don't yeah. think arc- arcades were kind of dying out around then, weren't they? Uh, give or take. I don't know. I think there's still I mean, there's a lot more popular games though in eighty nine. Yeah, I think to play. the Nintendo sixty four era is what probably started to put a nail in the coffin. That's for the, fair for the arcades. But the there was so this game stars your your classic characters Billy, Billy and Jimmy, Jimmy Lee, Lee from the original Double Dragon. Yep. Uh, but it's a different story. It's kind of sad actually. Dude walks up and punches you in the stomach and steals your girl. No, and this no, one, it's the first one. And it's the first one. Marion, the girlfriend of Billy, is killed. Ooh, straight yikes. up murked. Oh, that's why it's a revenge. Mm-hmm. You're avenging the death of Marion. Now, in the arcade version, uh, she was shot to death. Yeah, by Willie, the leader of the first game. Right. I never finished Double Dragon. I never finished any of them. I finished the first one, I got but it really wasn't close. It, it was okay, you know. It, in the first one, so in the arcade game, in the first one, you could play two-player co-op. In the NES version, you couldn't. It could, mm-hmm. You could only play one or the other. And in the NES version, the boss was whoever your the other brother was, the final yeah. boss. In the arcade version, you fought each other mm-hmm. for Marion. So uh, when did when was the first time that you you played Double Dragon? When did you, when did you when did you first oh, become exposed? I played double, I played it on the NES. Yeah, I didn't too. play it in the arcade first. I uh, I really really enjoyed beat 'em up games. Yeah, like Turtles. Mm-hmm. You know all those kinds of things. This was like one of the very first ones. Yeah, uh, the Double Dragon one. Um, but uh, yeah, I played it on the NES. I remember that specifically. Yeah, I played I remember, a little good amount. I remember just ran. I think a friend of mine just randomly had Double Dragon two, and I would play the crap out of that. Game. Yeah, except up up until the end because that was it was hard. Well, it was diff. It was very different in the arcade version, the NES version, not just plot but game wise. Yeah. So so like I said, Marion dies in arcade, and the NES version she dies, but she's not killed by a Willy. She's killed by a mysterious supernatural figure. Of course. But the the biggest difference is that in the arcade version, there's four stages. And after each stage, it has its boss, own boss character with its own theme, and there are like uh, cutscenes. I'm sorry, that's only, no, no, sorry, no. In the NES version, there's the boss fights, and then I'm sorry, arcade version, you have the boss fights, and then uh, there's four, there's four stages. In the NES version, there's nine stages of it's Double a, Dragon Two. Of Double Dragon Two, there's okay. nine stages, and then each there's a cutscene in between each stage yeah. with text and pictures kind of like Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, and it'll go doom 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 Yeah, so so there were very different kinds of games. Oh boy. You love the music. No, just, well you were Oh, well it's yeah. like that? Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thanks, Xander. No problem. Now, <laughs> so so in the arcade version, each stage is its own boss, and then at the end of the game, you beat Willy, and then the players fight a double of themselves. So like it was like a clone. Yeah. If you if there was two players playing in the arcade, then you both fought each of your own clone. Were they like a different color? Yeah, they're like like a, like a shadowed kind of. Okay. Because I was gonna say that would be really confusing. Yeah, in the NES version, you did the same thing, but you fought your you fought like so like there's this ninja guy that you fight a bunch, mm-hmm. and then you fight your clone, and then you fight. Uh, you think you get Marion, and then a supernatural boss shows up with like magical powers, and you have to fight him, which was really odd and really different from the in the game series because you never really had supernatural kind of stuff going on. It's yeah. just been like street fighting. Mm-hmm. Like the first game was based off of like the creator who made it was based off of his life because he got in street fights a lot, <laughs> and then he took inspirations from Mad Max 
and oh yeah because there are a couple characters that kind of have that uh post-apocalyptic yeah po- uh, post-apocalyptic world kind of look to them with right their armor and the masks and stuff like the first boss you fight in double dragon 2 has that crazy welder's mask and like the the x straps over his chest and... yeah so the the creator really found inspiration from mad max and i can't remember the other uh movie series that he enjoyed Okay. It was one other one. But uh, anyways, he he based it off of his life at street fighting. Like, it, yeah. literally, he got in street fights as a kid growing up. That's so, so, such a strange thing to think, <laughs> especially back in that time. Like, over the long, hard life of beating people up in the streets. I guess Better so. make a video game about it. So, so, like, you know, there's baseball bats, there's chains, there's bottles, there's, you know, grenades in this one. In the second one, there's grenades you can yeah. use. Um, but... And then the Mad Max theme characters. So a lot of the sprites in this one and characters from this one were the same as the first one, just a little bit more just touched up. A touched little. up. Mm-hmm. And then in this one also, uh, and I didn't know this, and I don't know if you knew this, that when you were getting attacked by guys, no more than two enemies could attack you at a time, and it was always the same type of enemy. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't realize. I, I don't that. think I, I don't think I ever I was ever consciously aware of that. But I I do recall like they would all kind of stand back and be like, let's watch this punk get his butt kicked. Yeah. So like, but but it was the same type. So if you had two of the, the brawlers and yeah. some of the big guys, the two flat top would, guys, would be or two, the, yeah, two the flat top mohawk guys. ladies, right? Or it would be two big of the bald guys. Yeah. You know, and I didn't. I guess that's kind of a neat way to set up a game so you're not feeling like you're freaking overwhelmed. Yeah, and it probably is, is a little more like realistic to if you were to walk around and just get in a street fight i imagine there's gonna be like let's stand back and watch this guy is this from experience you know this i mean i was gonna make a video game about it but i found out somebody else had already done it Uh, but yeah normally you have a story to tell but normally when i'm in a street fight like i like to stand back and just watch for a little while (laughs) and only if there's another dude who's like my same height and like kind of looks like me do i jump in okay Uh um so, so with this game, there was two separate game modes where you could, players either could damage each other or they can't damage each other, which yep. is kind of nice. And 2PA then, and 2PB. And then also they introduced directional attacks in this game. Yep. So in the first one, you had your basic attacks, your punching, your kicking. Yeah, depending on which, which way you're facing, you could hit A or B, and if you were facing to the right, you would press A and you would punch forward and B would kick backwards, and if right. you were facing the other way, the buttons would be in reverse. Right, and for the second one, yeah. So the so you had some different attacks, but they also, and I guess in the first one you had to unlock some attacks. Maybe. Because I, in, I only, I think I only ever had access to the second Double Dragon. Okay, so in this one you have access to all the moves. So like you have special moves like a cyclone spin kick, the yeah. hyper uppercut, and the flying knee. Now the hyper uppercut and the flying knee, that could or two moves that could only be um, used while crouching, uh, and you could only crouch when you were. Uh, after you had jumped, so if you had jumped and gone to the ground, mm-hmm. then you could use the attack. Or if you're recovering from falling down, gotcha. So, and I guess I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me why you couldn't just crouch. But I guess also because you're it was, moving up yeah, and down the level, and down. you know, it's a little bit hard to do that. But that's kind of neat that you had these. You had to, you could like time basically your jumps and do these yeah. special moves on guys. And you you did the the spin kick by jumping and pressing both A and B at the same yeah. time, right? Yep. Yep. Um, I remember doing that when I felt overwhelmed. Just get these dudes. Well, there's me. a bunch of guys around you. Yeah, just two, and then the rest of them standing off in the distance, cheering the others on. Because you're just weird and you like to watch. Yeah, you're a weirdo, Xander. Just let me know. Okay. Now there is actually rude. differences between 
the Famicom version and the NES version. Really? Yeah, let me get this pulled up. Are those the same thing? Well, you would think they're the same thing. Oh, so differences as far as uh, localization? Um, hold on, let me let me get that for you, real okay. quick. Talk about how much you love Double Dragon. Um, like I where remember, you first encountered it. I remember uh, playing with friends over at their house um, and trying to finish every level by standing back to back and being really disappointed when we couldn't do it. Like, because the characters like they just had their arms like crushed up in V's, like they were ready to throw a punch. And if you could stand back to back, you just felt super cool. And not all my friends were into that idea, even though I was like, oh, oh, get back to back, get back to back. And I was like, what are you talking about? And they were like, not right. Like, one's like up a little bit farther in the level, the other's not. It just, it was irritating. So anytime I get a chance to be back to back at the end of the level, I try to do it. Just to relive the glory days of Double Dragon 2. The Revenge. I'm having a hard time pulling this up. I apologize. Okay. Well, I won't. I won't ever be okay with this. Why not? Because we're not even back to back. We're facing front to front, which is all sorts of awkward. <laughs> oh God, front to front. Yeah. Back it. Oh, I can't see it. No. I was gonna say something, uh, and I don't think that would have been good. No. To say probably not. You know exactly what I was gonna say, don't you? Yeah. From a movie? What movie? I don't. Oh yeah. No, I've never seen that movie, but I know what you're talking about. Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, I've never seen it. All my hipster friends always liked it, and I was like, no, I'm not going to watch that, because I'm not into your hipster things. It's not a hipstery thing. It's hipstery. It's not a hipstery thing. It's super hipstery. I can't pull this up right now. It goes down in the hipstery books. In the hipstery books? Yeah. Oh, God. It's all the hip history. About where your legs connect. What do you mean about where your legs connect? That's where the hip is. Just word jokes on top of word jokes at this point. All right, so you first encountered this where, you said? Uh, I'm at a friend's house. At a friend's house, and, do you, and you played this one a lot. Yeah, I eventually was able to pick up a copy during uh, for um, or at a garage sale for NES, and I just, just like every other retro game we're ever going to talk about, the music is fantastic. <laughs> I think it's not, yeah, I just think you love 8-bit. I do, I do love the video game music. tone yeah. stuff. I was at work the other day, or driving to work, and the Shovel Knight soundtrack came up, and that's all 8-bit, mm-hmm. and I just, I was just like, okay, I need to listen to this for the rest of the day, and so I did. I times. I need to play Shovel Knight. I haven't done that. My wife refers, affectionately refers to them as deedly-dees. She's like, we, we can drive around and look for Pokemon, but we're not going to listen to your deedly-dees. We're not going to listen. Oh, gosh. How dare she? And so then I trick her, and then I play uh, the one-ups which is, like, jazz covers of video game music. One-ups, yeah. So I, I've I still, listened to them. So I still get my deedly-dees, but just not so uh, obvious. All right, cool. I've already forgotten what you're looking up. So. I got it now. I got it now. I got it now. Good. Refresh my memory. Start over the okay, beginning. Okay, so the difference is between... Welcome to the Legend of Retro podcast. Oh the difference is between the NES version... Oh, that's right. ...and the Famicom version. Yeah. So, obviously, besides the language version, there's, right. there's you know... That, but there's also a difficulty. Set. What is? Uh, that's it's a from. I, found. I don't yeah. know what it is. There's also differences in the difficulty. Yeah, so I there's can actual, so that. there's difficulty settings that you yeah. can change in the game, like hard, easy, normal, or or whatever. Right. Uh, but the easy and medium 
end game uh, settings for the end game after three and eight stages uh whereas with the hardest one there's there's more stages so with the nes version it restricts the length of the game based on the difficulty oh yeah that sounds familiar because i remember like getting to a certain point and being uneasy like getting four stages in i'm like all right sweet i'm making good progress and then it just stopped yeah so so if you're playing easy you're on the nes version you're only getting so many stages maybe that's if you're why playing, i never finished it so i was like well that's dumb i'm not gonna go through those levels yeah. again so if you're playing the hardest stage you not only have to play more levels but the enemies also have more health right whereas on the famicon you could play the full length of the game on any of those oh, levels man why should have been japanese right so that was like like that's a big difference i, yeah. I don't why i don't understand would, why you would do that and especially i mean i guess if i had read the instruction manual and known that that was a thing i'd probably be a little, little less frustrated about it right but especially looking back now knowing that i've never completed the double dragon 2 all the way through that's really irritating like had I like say I was like uh, you know I'm not ready for hard yet let me put it on normal, and I feel like I'm I'm getting the sense of accomplishment only to find out nope that wasn't the full game you don't get to do the whole thing unless you're on a harder difficulty and right. Like, this is NES. Like I'm lucky I made it to the end of the level without my game freezing up. Right, and, and like I, I guess mean, the or using game is, genie is different because you know well they thought Americans didn't couldn't handle difficult games. Yeah, you know. That's did just... you know? And speaking of that, did you know that the uh, the normal quote unquote difficulty on Mega Man 2 is is easy mode. Like, you know how in Mega Man 2 is one of the only Mega Man games that you can choose your difficulty? Mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's just normal and difficult? Yeah. Difficult is just the standard normal version in Japan, and Mega Man 2's normal in America is, is an easy version for American players. That's really funny. Did you know that? I didn't know that, no. Yeah. So, next time you play that, keep, keep an eye out for it. And if you want to play the game how it was actually meant to play, you have to play on difficult mode. And I oh, don't think there's too many uh, There's probably not variances. that much of a difference. There's really not. It doesn't make the game like super difficult. Like there's a couple enemies, like you know the the, the um, they're like the cylindrical things that kind of wobble. They're like yeah, up, and then like you have to shoot. They the come s- out of those things. Yeah, they have, the like, snake kind of guys. Yeah, if you shoot them in in normal, you shoot you hit, hit them in their eyes, they're gone. But if you hit them any other way, they they topple over and then they reform, mm-hmm. and you have to shoot them twice. That's the only main difference that I can think of. And maybe the weapons might drain a little bit faster. I don't remember, but okay. Anyway, that's Mega Man. That's that's another episode. That's but another just episode. in in the sense of like Japan having different difficulties. Right. Think of that. Also in this game, and I didn't know this that when you say you get a weapon from a guy, whether it's a bat or something, yeah. After you clear all the enemies off the screen, it no matter it disappears, no matter even if you're holding it, which yeah. is kind of crappy. Like yeah. you, you just got this weapon, you know, at least take it through throughout the whole level. But yeah, Streets and Rage of, of Rage and Final Fight kind of improved on this formula. Right. Where you really carry that for as long as you know, and you every time you got knocked over and dropped your weapon, you're like please don't flash, please don't flash. Yeah. So so this game was kind of popular but not yeah. really because it wasn't a lot different from the first one right like i said it, it was intended to be a, an upgrade kit for it and it was more or less just improved graphics of the first one same sprites a lot of the same music um and and starting from this game it kind of the series went downhill from there yeah and it got real weird with like the movie the movie that had nothing to do with it the creator even said that if when he watches the movie if he doesn't think of it as a double dragon movie then he can at least enjoy it yeah i remember watching it i don't remember much about it um and i've watched like previews and stuff for it since then and it's it looks pretty rough it's bad and there's a game that came out like based a, a later double dragon game that came out that was kind of based on the movie, but not really, that had some scenes from the movie in it. 
really? in, in the beginning and the startup of the game. So like the this game series was cool to begin with, but like you said, Final Fight, Streets of Rage, like there's a lot yeah. of beat 'em up games out there that are much better than this that that kind of took that genre for themselves. Double mm-hmm. Dragon didn't really keep up with it. Right. I don't have a whole lot about this game though. Yeah. Like there's not a lot on there I think, other and, than and that's what some of these some of the NES games I think will will run more into a, of what it's a, just going to be a re- retrospective more than anything else. Yeah, like I, I don't think of this game having much impact in the systems genre. Yeah, I, I think know, I ahead. know it was a game that I I enjoyed playing and I would always try to play with friends whenever I got the chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, a broken record because <laughs> it's a music joke. I love the music in this game. Right. Um. It's just just the tempos and just like uh, I think I've got this queued up. It's one of my favorite songs from the game. Uh, it's from stage four. Okay. It's the undersea base. Let's see if we can get this to play Yeah, there's some, some pretty unique levels in this one, too, as far as, like, there's a helicopter level where you're yeah. just in a helicopter. Yeah. And if and you're, you're standing by the... Like Danny Trejo. And if you're standing by the door when it you opens, you get sucked out. Yeah. So let me, let's me see if this will work, if this is the right one. This is from stage four of Double Dragon 2. It's one of my favorite songs from the game. There it is. This song gets stuck in my head so much. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I just love it. I can't explain it. I think it's just the speed of the song. And this is my favorite part right here. And it's just a 15-second loop, and I love it. You know why? I think it's because you love, and this is going to your Guitar Hero times, yeah. you love those fast uh, like strings of notes in games. Yeah. Uh, like seeing you play Dragon Force, you mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. So I think it's just you liking those fast-paced rhythms. Or even just the, the, the tune of the original. Let me see if I can pull it. Vamp for a second while I try to find that the first stage. It's got a really good... The first stage of the first game or the oh, second game? Of the second game. Of the second game. Because, yeah. again, I played the second game more than I played anything else. Right. And, and and there's a ton of different, like I said, there's nine stages in the NES version compared to the arcade. So I think we should try to play the arcade version and see how it is and Maybe. see if you get the full game. Um, are you going to play it? Is it coming? Maybe. Is it going to play? It might. I don't know. So good. Again, it's all like 15 second loops. It is. And and what's neat is when last episode we were talking about music for like the Sega Genesis it was yeah. garbage yeah and, and it's kind of sad how like how much better the 8-bit stuff right, is right how much better the 8-bit music is with less of capabilities yeah uh, I mean Super Nintendo had some pretty good soundtracks mm-hmm. but it, overall Sega I think the, is just, just the overall tone and the, the computerized sound of it is what is so right. attractive about that that style of music so uh, I had found that they that the reviews of this game were not good no um, pretty low. So this might just be one of those games that I just re- remember looking back it's, on and loving. It, mostly because it wasn't that unique, other yeah. than it was just a beat 'em up game, Double Dragon Two. Uh, and I couldn't find any numbers on like how well it did. Yeah, it was very hard to track down sales. So is this so? Would, would you equate this to like the Ghostbusters Two of the series? Like, um, so 
I I didn't realize there was so much hate for Ghostbusters two until recently. The movie? Yeah, I love that movie. Right? I enjoy it. Vigo, yeah. the Carpathian. Yeah. Come on. I like it, but apparently it's it's like absolutely hated because it's the same thing as the first movie, but just done again. Yeah. And like more childish. Exactly. But that's that was the first like one it. that I saw. It is. This is up. true. This man has no. Yeah. So yeah. and then like just just like Double Dragon two, like it was the first one I played, which is why I look back on it with such you know. And maybe that's why when I go back to play Double Dragon One, I'm like, this is nothing different. This but is, it, it's, it's, it's not, very, as, not like, as good as the second it's one. It's just so it's so much of the same. Yeah. And they try to do different things with the series. Now the creator got off on Double Dragon Three. I think. Yeah, I remember re- re- he, hearing he jumped, about that. He jumped ship after the third one. And then so anything after that, your... it just became the weird with the movie. It yeah. had a cartoon release that was really turned odd. Turned into a fighting game. It turned into a, yeah, a, bo- like a, a straight up fighting game with magical powers. Yeah. And it wasn't street fighting anymore. So it, it, the game series, obviously if it wasn't as popular as it as other games, it wouldn't be changed as much. You yeah. know, Or you'd see innovation in it, not necessarily drastic changes. Yeah. What's interesting is we didn't, we've never seen like a resurgence of this game with as popular as it was well it had really it had re-releases like super double dragon yeah um in the xbox I mean, they the 360 they have, on xbox 360 they re-released it and they made it upgraded graphics but like like for super double dragon when they released that they had a legitimate purchasing system in it uh for for the arcade where you put more quarters in mm-hmm. to buy to buy weapons hmm in the arcade, and then they cut that out for the home system. Yeah. Uh, for the, I think only in Japan. Yeah. Um, but like, the, yeah, there, there's there's series. I don't think you'll see a resurgence of it. Yeah. You'll probably just see more people adapting like different kind well, of beat em like, up style. I mean, games. let's be real. Like beat em up games aren't the same anymore these yeah. days. Well, they, the Turtles game that came out is I would consider a beat em up, but yeah, they're very different. Yeah. Same thing with the, the Transformers. Right. What uh, what are some of the what other uh, beat 'em up games have have do you look back fondly on like what I mean because obviously Double Dragon being one of the, one of the first if not the first no, Kung Fu I think would Kung be the first I guess I, I mean as much as I love I mean don't get me wrong I love Kung I love Fu. Kung Fu but that would be the first I would say the first beat 'em up okay that's fair I I, mean, I, I, I think of one. like being able to like go up and down on the map like not just being like a straight up side right. scrolling. Uh, I would say Battletoads is one that mm-hmm. I enjoy, even though it's super difficult. Yeah, Batman. Okay. I really enjoy Batman. Ninja the, the Gaiden. NES Batman. The NES Batman. I would yes. consider those more platforms than beat 'em ups, though. Really? That, that's more like a Mega Man style, where it's it's two D. You jump on the different platforms and you go across. Whereas I'm I'm talking like oh, from foreground to background. Yeah. Like also oh, like Turtles in Time. Like Turtles in Time. Battletoads. Like Streets of Rage. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I guess Turtles would be my number one. Yeah. Just because it was a really really good game. Yeah. In uh, the Simpsons, yeah, Simpsons arcade was a blast. That X Men arcade game the was X-Men really good. X Men one, Avengers, yep, I really enjoyed Avengers. Captain America and the Avengers, yeah, when he has Vision in his weird white outfit, yep, and you fought Whirlwind at the very beginning, <laughs> yep, and he just like breaks out, and goes, oh, 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 oh. yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that game. We yeah. should play that game. Yeah, it's good times. But Captain America, there, yeah, there's the so many better beat-em-ups. Scott now, Pilgrim versus the world? Yes, yeah, Scott Pilgrim. It's a modern one. So good. But, yeah, there's so many better beat-em-ups, you know, like, I'm not surprised that this isn't a popular game anymore. Yeah, it seems weird that, they, like, the characters don't even, like, like, Battletoads, you've got them in Killer Instinct. 
like but then again Battletoads kind of had that weird resurgence in like the mid 2000s there was like, a weird cult following with that yeah and I think it because those characters became so different because of the the movie the cartoon and the games mm-hmm. they're so drastically different and it's funny because in one of the games the translation was wrong and it was Bimmy and Jimmy <laughs> instead of Billy and Jimmy and I think it was in the super I think it might have been in the super uh, Street Fighter or uh, Double Dragon yeah it was Bimmy and Jimmy that's hilarious um, but yeah, it's not uh, I'm not surprised it's not around and it's not a super popular game. It's a pretty cheap game, I think you can get. Yeah, there was a, a ton of them around. And I, who who developed this one? Was it Tecmo? Um, or was it Band? No, it wasn't Bandai. No, it wasn't Bandai. It was released by the company of Data East. Uh, Technos Japan. Technos, that's right. Technos. Is Technos the word Japan. It was also an Acclaim game. Yeah. So Acclaim made a lot of games this time. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. But Technos, they they kind of just produced. They're just. Yeah. I think Technos also did um, our a previous retro relapse of ours. Uh, um, Pirates of Dark Water. I don't think no, that was Sunsoft. Oh, that's right. That's right. Acclaim also worked on Acclaim, it. So well, Iguana. It was Iguana, Iguana games, but yeah, it was in Acclaim. Yep. Yeah. So that's that's Double Dragon Two. Yeah. There's not a whole lot on it. Um, do you have any last parting words for it? I mean, would you recommend people playing it? I absolutely would recommend. I mean, I look back on it finally. It's one of those that I I still every once in a while, if I get a chance, I I pop it in and play it just because I do love again the music and I love just the the style of the game, the cart, the the sprites, the, all the characters are are cool looking. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not anything like to write home about, but like they're you know to me iconic classic looking characters. Right. Uh, the the gameplay is, is is pretty solid. It gets a little clunky sometimes, but I mean, I remember fighting that first boss, and you think he's dead because he like disintegrates and his mask falls, but then he lifts it back up and like comes back into form. And you're like, how many more times are you gonna do this? Um, the Danny Trejo looking enemies, yeah, and the and the helicopter. I just I just enjoy playing. It's a game that I enjoy playing the very beginning of it, and now that I know that I can finish the game if I play on a harder difficulty, it might be something I revisit. Did you know that in the first game, the player when you're playing it, you could literally legitimately run through the level without fighting anybody? I think I remember hearing about that. And then, but because so the way the way the game worked was it was a free flowing yeah. side scrolling f- beat 'em up. So enemies would appear as you moved in the screen, but. If you just kept going, they still showed up off screen, but would go after your character. What if you? So if you got to the end, near the end of the game, there the game would freeze because there's too many sprites, <laughs> and you wouldn't what, be able to play the game. What if you just kept standing in one spot, but the enemies just keep coming at you? No, because the the, ga- the enemies uh, have to appear based on your scrolling. Oh, okay. So that so was it's not different. Like, you can get st- like me going from Double Dragon Two, where there was as soon as you hit a certain point, there's a set amount of enemies that came out. Like, I would think stay there and fight until you're done and then move on. No, you could keep going. Okay. Unlike Turtles, where you had to clear the enemies and then it was like another arrow yeah, screen you wait, over. Like, wait for more enemies, all of a sudden that little arrow points up and goes, right. go, go, right. dummy. What are this you This one, you for? didn't have to do that. Yeah. That was, was what was unique about the game. But it would also crash if you... If well, I mean, if you, you didn't kill anybody, yeah. Gotcha. I mean, it's different, too, because in 2, you had different missions, so at the end of it, it was... Yeah. Uh, you know, it stopped. You had to go to a new mission because the cutscenes. But mm-hmm. yeah, play it. Xander says Do play it. it. I say watch Xander play it, and then you decide. There you go. Um, did you ever play the Battle Battle Toads and Double Dragon game? I didn't. No, I remember renting it, but I don't remember a whole lot about it. I don't remember it. I'm sure Jade Jay probably does. Yeah, 
We really should have played some more of that. Just all the different Double Dragon. He just picked up, what is it, Double Dragon 5? He picked up Double Dragon 5, and that's the one that's based on the cartoon. Yeah. That's just a straight-up fighter, and it is weird. Yeah. It uh, is real weird. You were looking at some of the characters in that, weren't you? Dominique is a character who is a dominatrix, basically. Good. Uh, Her fighting style is dirty. Nice. Um, The manual is also a comic strip. Everything is explained as a comic between Billy and Jimmy. It is weird. What about Bimmy? Bimmy does not make an appearance. Uh, Should have been a secret hidden character. Yeah, I know. Missed opportunity. Yep. Get back on to the claim. Billy and Jimmy were crossed between uh, Bruce Lee, uh, who had a character, I think, in a movie by the name of Billy, so it was called Billy Lee, and Jimmy Lee is based on Jimmy Page. Okay. So I don't know know where that part is. A man who fights, sort of. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that came in. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's Double Dragon Two. You that's let us Double know if we missed anything on the forums at MotorCityGaming.com, and we will talk about it next episode. Seriously, call us out. We could be making all this stuff up for. All I you did. Know. I made everything up. It sounds legit, though. I'm I'm pretty good at, at, at making stuff up and making yeah, people believe it. It's pretty good. All right. Well, um, if you have any thoughts on Double Dragon that we didn't bring up, feel free to throw them in our forums at MotorCityGaming.com. I just um, said that, Xander. I know. I'm just repeating it. I just said that. Double dragon. Double oh, dragon. Oh, we got to say Double twice. information. Double the information. Jeez. Double the fun. That's a statement of a great man with double mint gum. Yep. So, <laughs> with that, let's jump into our retro relapse. You know, with that, let's jump into our retro relapse. Perfect. Perfect. Jones in for a classic game? It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. This week in Retro Relapse. Ooh, this is a rough... I, I mean, it was rough for me. I mean, it's 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 kind of like going into any old game that you've never played before. Like, I think some of the classic SNES games or Genesis games, you really have to put some time into. Like, yeah. You got to figure out how to play it, and you got to learn the patterns of the level. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a learning curve and a yeah, learning there's experience. No, there's no hand-holding, like, here's how you do this. Press A to jump. Right. Press B to, to forward the text. Right. Um, you know, you really have to put some time into these old games, um, and that's why it took us a little while to get into Axley. Axley, which is a very popular sh- uh, side, well, top-down shooter. Yeah, 2D shooter. 2D shooter, yeah. Yeah, I have never played it until we played it now. Same here. Um, I've heard of it. Uh, it was... I think Nintendo put it as their 18th best Super Nintendo game. Oh, wow. Um, a lot of people gave it high praises. Even if you finished the game in the hardest difficulty, like it was it was very popular. It would even say, hey, keep an eye out for X-Lay 2. Guess, oh, wow. Guess what never happened? X-Lay 2 never that's, came out? That's never happened. Oh, that's sad. But it's one of those games that was released on, on the Wii Virtual Console. So, you know, there was a demand for it. There was a huge fan following for it. But... Um, it just never, it never got on my radar as a kid. I don't even remember hearing about it until, like, ten years ago. So it, it starts out with, uh, you choose a, a ship or you you select your ship and then you're like selecting weapons. Yeah, and there is some kind of storyline to it. When you start it up, there's like a a locket with a picture, and then you hit any button, including a up, down, left, or right, which is what I did, and it skips through it. So who knows what actually was happening? I was wondering why you skipped through that. I must. I, I didn't realize that I was. 
until it was too late. Thanks, Xander. No problem. So you select these Ship weapons. repairs. Good <laughs> luck. Yeah, so you select these weapons, and you start the game with, like, three different weapons. A big fire attack, yep. bolt ball attack. Uh, you have one attack that's, like, on a swivel around your, your ship that shoots in an arc. Yeah, and then another one which is like tiny little machine gun bullets, but like huge missiles. And then, but then all of them have secondary missile attacks. Mm-hmm. So it had a bunch of huge missiles that fired straight ahead. The big fireball had a couple side missiles, and then the arcing attack had like three missiles that shot with it. Yeah, it would have been cool if if because you had to change through the the weapons with the L and R buttons. Yeah, it probably would have been cool if they were gonna map them out to different things so you could like kind of combine the two. Right, because now I'm pressing two buttons instead of one to really yeah. fire them. Like, and how many times do I have to hit left? to right to go to this to this attack. Well, you can cycle it all the way through either way, yeah. which I, I figured out at the end. But you didn't also realize that with the secondary weapon with the arc, the longer you held it down, yeah. the more the bullets came out in the front, and then when you let go, the bullets fired and went down yeah. around you. So there was a couple moments where you died right away with like a swarm of guys around you because right. there's nowhere to go. Then, it's yeah. forward. But and then if they, you don't know to change your weapon, like you're dead. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those you definitely have to kind of play around with. You're going to have to suffer through a ton of game overs. Um, and it took us, I mean, we got one legitimate game over after dying like five times and yep. then we finally made it to the boss. Finally made it to the boss. And then like there's parts, I don't understand this. There's times when the, the, the ship when you get shot, it will lose its weapon instead yeah. of your life. Yeah. And which at is kind one of cool, point, it's kind of cool, but at one point I lost all the weapons. Yeah. And, you and were I was just, just, just keep shooting whatever one you had and, last. And then I died and then I got all my weapons back and I didn't understand how that worked. Didn't understand at all. Yeah. It was kind of tricky. Like like I said, it wasn't consistent. Like, as if you crashed into a ship, you were killed. Certain certain bullets would kill you right away. Uh, if you crashed into rocks or these weird spider web things that were in between the rocks, that would kill yeah, you. Yeah, everything killed you. And, and the game was weird because when you moved left to right, you progressed around of like a ball or globe, yeah. it seemed like. So the game, like you could keep going left, you could keep going right. It didn't stop you, right? So but it, it was pretty merciless. It was game. interesting. It was it was intense. It was a little bit harder than I thought it was going to be. And then I got to the final boss, which is like this giant spider yeah. that shoots out like his electric web. It slows you down, and I didn't know what to do because like yeah. you could hit its eye, you could hit its legs, but. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, and you could get power-ups and different weapons and stuff, but you got it for completing levels. It's not like a classic Oh, you 2D. didn't get them while you were playing. Okay, yeah, so... Yeah, where, like, you would shoot a certain enemy and, like, oh, here's your blaster upgrade or anything like that. And I think that kind of, like, being used to that kind of suffered. Yeah, I was a little bit this, more this handicapped by, because of it. Yeah, because by the time you realize what you're doing, you've already died, and yep. you're starting back over from the beginning. And you only have two levels, or two, yeah, li- have, two lives. Yeah, you can you can die twice, and then the third time it's game over. Yep. Except for unless you lose your weapons, somehow. right? Yeah. So the, the, it was fun. The music, I, I is liked great. it. The music was pretty good. I would have liked to see more of the game. Yeah. It, it just, it, I'm not. I had, like you said, I have to practice. You have to really give it some time and some dedication to oh, be able to play. It's kind of the same it. with any 2D shooter. Like yeah. Ikaruga or you know, Contra. Type. Yeah. Any of those, you just you really have to put the time into it and kind of learn the nuances and then eventually just kind of become second nature of what you need to do I, when you need to jump when you need to die right you need to have this weapon i do like the idea of it having those three different weapons and missiles with it yeah that was neat because i, I always enjoyed getting power-ups in games but 
you know, when you didn't get them, you felt helpless. Yeah. These guns actually felt like they were doing something, though. They had, like, a purpose. The big blast uh, bolts, like, hurt the hurt the enemies faster and did more damage, whereas the the arcing one got rid of enemies quickly. You know, it, it was a little bit more beneficial to have those right off the bat. Yeah. So, it just, uh, if you get a chance to check it out, definitely, I mean, it's, it's definitely worth uh, playing, for sure. Uh, there's obviously a huge cult following to it, so maybe if you play it, you'll find something you missed, or we missed, I should say. So I would say if you can find this relatively cheap, pick it up, give it a shot. Yeah, um, let us know how you like it. Yeah, let us know if there's something we could have been doing better, because uh, we we kept dying pretty quick. So who made it? It was Acclaim, right? Acclaim? Uh, no. Konami. Konami did it. Yeah, back when they made games and not Pachinko machines. Oh, man. How the mighty have fallen. Yep. Uh, it was Konami, Super Nintendo, uh, 1992. Yep. It was just straight up Konami. Yeah. They made quite a... I mean, did they did they also do the Darius Twin game? Uh, I don't know. Or is that... No, that I think that was a different company. I mean, Konami did uh, Life Force and Gradius. Yeah, and Gradius, yeah. So those were the other shooters that they did. Darius Twin. I'm gonna look up Darius Twin because that was another. That was a game that I really enjoyed, and that was a, a side-scrolling shooter. You guys actually played it once for a retro relapse uh, a while ago, but it was it was under a different name, and I don't remember what it was. Oh, um, remember it was like all the fish-themed ships and stuff like that. Fish-themed. Yeah, like some of the ships were like they looked like fish, or they were like aquatic animal looking kind of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did play that. Taito made that game. Uh, we played it something like that in the arcade too. Yeah. Let's see if I because I can't remember what because I remember it was something weird. You guys called it something else, and I was like the whole time I was like it's Darius Twin, it's that game, and it was something else. But now I don't remember what it was called. Oh well. I think it, I think it was like a weird like Japanese name is what you guys were playing it. Anyway, I'm, I'm looking it up for you. All right. Oh yeah, Darasai Tucson. Dar Dara something. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely something. Well, let's see. It was in the C, the Darius games, Gradius R type, list of games in the series. Yeah, I don't know. Cause I don't think it was Darius. It looked a lot like it. It did look a lot like it. It, it was some other kind of shooter game, but. I love shooters. I love I love side side scrolling shooters. Yeah, one of my favorites. The bullet hell style games. Yeah. So on uh, on an eight bit scale, what would you give uh, what would you give this game here? Um, it was difficult, but I think doable. So I'd probably give it a four or five. I'd probably yeah. I'll go four and a half. Yeah, four and a half out of eight bit, just because I'm I'm curious. I want to know more yeah. about it. I want to know these other weapons you can get. I want to beat the first boss and see yeah, these other levels. Nice. See the different levels. So, hear the different songs. So it's difficult in the vein. You're right, different songs. It's difficult in the vein of classic Super Nintendo shooter games and mm-hmm. uh, shooter games in general, but. It's something that I think people people should enjoy and pick up. Yeah, I would I would agree with you with the with the four point five. That seems solid. Uh, it wasn't anything where I was like blown away right away, but it was something. The more was, we played it, like we kind of we were kind of like a little bit pressed for time. We're like, do you want to go down now or do you want to keep playing? It was like, yeah, let's let's give it another shot. Let's right. see how see how we can do. It's no cheeky cheeky boys. No, it's definitely not a cheeky cheeky boys where you want to jump right back into it. But it is something where if given the chance, like if I could get the the virtual console version probably give it another shot put yeah some, put, put, put some more time into it it also had, probably had better controls yeah so definitely check out um 
What's the name of it? I forgot. Is oh it my Link? gosh! Is really? It Link? It's not Link. It's Axley. Axley. Oh gosh. Yes. Axley. <laughs> it's Link. It's totally check out Axley. Axley Link uh, twins. If you get a chance, <laughs> boys. <laughs> the Axley cheeky Link boys. Um, yeah, just try it out. It's yeah. it's, it's it's a solid shooter. Uh, now, before we jump into our emails, before we wrap up. Um, I've been playing an old-timey game a lot recently. Okay. I've been putting a lot of time into Final Fantasy IX. You have, yeah. Because I have it on my Vita, putting some time into it before I go to bed. Um, Have you played Final Fantasy IX? I have. Yeah? I have Um, beaten Final Fantasy IX. As have I. Final Fantasy IX is one of my favorites for the card games in that. Yeah. I love that card game a lot. Yeah, it was one of the most fun aspects of that game. It's still a little tricky as far as as the ag- exact mechanics. I think the Final yeah. Fantasy VIII game was a little bit simpler to figure out, but this right. one's definitely a lot of fun. Nine, to play. you know, you have the arrows on the cards that yeah. attack damage, and there's other things involved. But yeah. I also like nine because of the weird kind of dark story. Yeah, about Vivi and Zidane mm-hmm. and like what's going like on with create, them like right it's a real identity crisis kind of game yeah i really enjoyed that and i love the knight uh the um, knights of pluto no the knight in the game oh uh, uh, G- uh, albert steiner yes I, I i think he is a or fun Adelbert. quirky character and i really yep. enjoy i love him. the call him rusty throughout the entire thing and and there's some really cool special uh characters that you can unlock like yeah. the, the, the cook uh the queen uh, quena quena and then the red-headed guy uh amaranth yes I bring it up because we get a lot of people talking about um, how we need to do RPG episodes. Yeah. Um, and they take a long time to go through. Like, I've been playing this game, uh, and I'm not even out of the first disc, and I put, like, 10 hours into it already. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot to do in it. But I figured, you know, let's let's try to just talk about it a little bit if uh, and see if, you know, maybe we can make this a, a, an RPG check-in kind of segment um, and just see how, how that goes. Um, this game, um, do you remember the very beginning of it? Where you're like you're putting out a play so you can kidnap the princess, right? You're putting out a play and there's like a blimp involved, yeah. And you're, you're, you're on the the going to kidnap the, the kidnap the princess, but she ends up just yeah, stealing she just, it. She wants to go, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. And then you're still considered that you kidnapped her, yeah. So, but there's that part in the the, the play. Let me be your canary was the name of the play they were performing. Yes, yes. Um, where you had to fight against Blank, who was one of your teammates, and it was just like hitting the button left, down, left, or right, or circle, triangle, square, and X, um, and to get the crowd's approval. Yes, that's such a pain in the neck. Yeah, and it hinders me from playing this game. <laughs> well, the, there are some things like that that actually affect the later on gameplay too, isn't it? I think there's a couple things. Like I know there's the festival of the hunt when you yep. get to uh, um, Lindblom or Limbloom, however you want to pronounce it. Um, depending on who wins that, you get different items. And yep. actually, if you don't win, you actually end up getting a better item, um, which is what I'm working on right now. I, I'm I'm in the point where I'm on my way to Remesia, which is the the home of the uh, dragoon like rat type people. Yep. Uh, your teammate Freya is from that area, uh, but if, when she, if she wins the the festival of the hunt, she gets a um, a coral ring, which allows it to uh, take in electricity or lightning damage and, and heal you. And right before you go to Bramicia, you can take a separate path, and the Moogles even say like, "Hey, dude, it's dangerous up there." And you fight Grand Dragons, which constantly are using Thundaga at that point, which is just like a powerful uh, electric spell or lightning spell, and it won't hurt my character because. Yeah, and you can you can really farm some experience there. Now I, I'm trying to remember the structure of this game as far as skills go. Uh, I you know one that sticks in my head is sevens and materia yeah. and, the, and the skill trees. 
Um, oh no, there, is there skill trees in that? No, no. it's just materia. This one uh, it's just materia skills. Nine so. kind of follows a mixture of materia and magicite from Final Fantasy VI, where you equip uh, weapons that teach you certain skills, and you can allot uh, certain point gems to um, equip those skills. And you, you, as long as you have those items, you collect a, uh, ability points, which phys- uh, that permanently link those those okay. skills to your character. But there's things like level up. Uh, Zidane has protect girls where he can like jump in the way of of, of damage for a female character in your party, which is kind of cool. Uh, beast killer, bird killer, kind of all those kind of things. Um, so right now, my in the storyline, uh, Steiner and Garnet or Dagger, if you will, mm-hmm. have run off on their own because they're trying to find out something, and you're kind of following behind them. But Bramishi is under attack, so you got to go help uh, help Freya find out what's going on there. And that's where I'm at right now. But I found a cool, um, uh, with Quena, she's a blue mage, uh, which blue mages are, in my opinion, one of the most underrated uh, classes in, in role-playing games. What is a blue mage considered? Blue mage is the is the guy, who, uh, like... Um, so debuff and buff? No, blue mages are, like, wild magic. So luck-based. Not, not necessarily luck as much as, like, you have to fight enemies and have the enemies attack you to learn their spells. Oh, okay, I know what you mean. Yep. Um, if, you, if you've played through Final Fantasy VI um, or three, which it was in America, Strago was a was a blue mage. You had to, like, get hit by their attacks and you would learn them. So you'd get, yeah, like, in, in the Final Fantasy eleven was it? Final Fantasy eleven was the PS2? MMO. Okay, no, Final Fantasy thirteen then. 13 was... That was the PS2, right? PS3. What was the that one was that was Lightning. PS2 that PS2 was, open, was open world-ish? Uh, 12? 12, maybe? Yeah, because PS2 had 10, 10, 11, and 12. So if it was 12, there was a lot of that kind of stuff in that game where you had to get enemies to do a certain attack yeah. on you to learn it. And I think you could do with it. any character. There was like a thing you could equip. Yeah. And I like that aspect because because yeah. it, it challenges you to withstand and and drive to get those moves. Yeah. And then once you got them, usually it benefited you in some sort of way. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Quena was kind of a mix between like a blue mage and then also Gao in uh, Final Fantasy VI was a character that would like go into trances and he would like um, take on the aspects of these these certain like the enemies that you'd fought. Mm-hmm. Um, so Quena's got a thing called Limit Glove. Where if you have her or him, it's it's kind of it's, ambiguous. Yeah, it's ambiguous. I always have always said her, but probably because she's dressed in pink and has like right. an apron and everything on. Um, so that attack, if you have Quena down to one hit point, it does nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine damage. Oh boy! So the the thing is, you're on such low levels and so weak when you're fighting these grand dragons. You um you have to have her have Quena get killed outside of combat or in combat. And then raise her back with a phoenix down and hope you just have one hit point because you have a one in ten chance to get between one and ten hit points. Right. Um, and then you use the limit glove and then you eat the enemy and then and the, it finishes the battle and you still get all the experience. And oh, I've been okay. trying to farm that, but the downside to it is that Zidane's uh, level and like his skill power and everything is affects the other characters you get later on in the game. So Iko is a character, one of the last characters you get along with Amaranth. And if you have if you have power leveled the crap out of out of Zidane in the beginning of the game, when you get down there, they'll be at the same level that Zidane is, but their their stats will be lowered. So I've had to kill Zidane, and I'm leveling up my other three characters so that they can just be ridiculously strong. And then I'm gonna go back and like once I have all the characters, level him up. Oh, okay, so they'll have the same stats, but they won't have the same level. They'll they'll have the same leveling and same stats instead of 
Yeah, so okay, I'll, I'll pretty much just have to rely on my my other characters to. Which to is fine. You game. could do. That's what's great about the Final Fantasy games is you don't necessarily have to rely on your main character. Yeah. So, so yeah, I just thought I would, since I've been playing a lot of that, I, I stayed up way too late the other night playing that game. Well, <laughs> that's that's fair. Yeah. Have you uh, have you been jumping back playing any old old games lately? Uh, no, I haven't. I I know I want to. This is a new game. I want to pick up I Am Setsuna, which is a uh, harkens back to Chrono Trigger. Yeah, a friend of mine so, has been playing that a lot. So I want to get that badly. That, that's now, is that something a downloadable game, or is that you a can full retail it. game? You can download it. Yeah, I don't think it's a full retail game. Okay. Uh, it's on the Vita. That I think it's on the PS4. Me completely. I have no idea what it's about. I'll look it up. I Am Setsuna. It's, 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 the storyline, I really am not sure, other than it's very similar to Chrono Trigger as far as yeah. gameplay goes. Um for I Am Setsuna, you can get it on PlayStation 4, Vita. You can even get it on the Microsoft uh, Windows. Nice. Um, it came out on the 19th. Nice. So yeah. I would recommend it because it's a JRPG, and I love JRPGs. RPGs regular these days, like Fallout yeah. or The Witcher are great, but JRPGs have Something a about strong heart or strong yeah. place in my heart. They always have a, a strong story. All the different characters, yeah, very story driven. Like I wasn't a huge fan of the Tales games. Yeah, I never, I never got into those. Um, I played a little bit of Tales of Symphonia, and that was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But like the last one I had played, that was really popular. That was almost a mix of Pokemon and JRPGs. Uh, Nino Kuni. Yes, I never I played. Love Nino. I've heard nothing but oh, good things. Will, it was by level five. You would love Nino Kuni. The only problem is it's PlayStation Three. And I don't have a way to play I think that. they remastered it for the PS4. I might have to look into that. I'll look into it right now. Because I know you. it was made by Level 5, the same people who did, like, Professor Layton on the DS, and I love those games. I love that style. Um, and I've heard nothing but good good things on that game. So if they re-release it on the PS4, I may have to give it a shot. Let's see. You can get it on PlayStation 4. Yep. Cool. It came out... Um, it doesn't say when it came out for the PS4, but... In uh, it, it is an amazing game, amazing game. Oh, 20, it came out in December 2015. Nice. Well, it was so, announced in the 2015 for PlayStation 4, so maybe it's not out uh, yet. You got my hopes up for but nothing. They, well, they are coming out with the second one. Yeah. So, I, so I'm, I would assume that they will be releasing this one soon on for PlayStation 4 if they haven't already. But as of right now, I don't know. I almost brought up another game that was recently remastered for the PS4, but I, I won't, I won't mention it. So we'll just you better we'll just, not. We'll just let's go on. into emails. Yeah. So let's uh, yeah. So let's jump in. Let's jump into some emails before we wrap up. Mail call. Get around, everyone. You've got mail. It's not spam. Mom, get off the phone. The Legend of Retro Podcast. So we have just a couple today. Um, we have first up from Jay. Says if you had to be a generic villain from Double Dragon. Who would you be, and what would your weapon of choice be? I would be the Danny Trejo looking dude. <laughs> yeah, just because I love Danny Trejo. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's just the big oversized sprite with the messed up looking face and the long hair. I, I would like the uh, the bigger the other bigger guy that's bald with the creepy mustache. Yeah, that has like a baseball bat. Yeah, the silver baseball bat. I want to be that guy. I don't think I would take a weapon. I think I'd just be... No? Just be punches. Give me maybe. a bat. Give me a bat. I want to be uh, relying on that instead of my fist. Or like a really tiny knife. That would be funny. <laughs> just, yeah, just a dagger. Just yeah. like a butter knife. Real, just like ripped dude. <laughs> With a tiny like knife. A... Almost like his hand is too big for the right, knife, so he's going to cut, yeah. cut himself. Yeah. But I always like... I've, I've always... 
instantly been drawn to big characters. Yeah, because you're a taller man. Yeah, like jumping into Overwatch as soon as I looked at all the characters, like Reinhardt. That's yep. that's the giant with a hammer. Zagief. That's, that's exactly. Yep. yep. Something about big bearded dudes. Yep. Just, they just do it. You for just me. they just get your goat and they get your goat. And I think that's why DBC hangs around with us. You know? Probably. They just probably they, they can sense that I have that <laughs> that just innate love. So that's uh that's that's it for that question okay, thanks, jay. thanks jay uh up next we have craig chiming in with a couple of different questions he says what is your stance on two brothers fighting over the same woman is a relationship worth or a relationship with your brother worth jeopardizing for a relationship with the one you love i don't think so when's the last time that you and lbj have fought over the same woman we have not so how can you even speak to this because it's weird i don't i think it's weird that two brothers would fight over dating the same girl I don't know. To me, it's weird. I don't know. What do you think? It's strange. Yeah. You I mean, have a brother. It's, it's different for us. I mean, because we are both eight years apart from from our older brother. Right. Yeah. The 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 drastic difference in ages definitely makes it easy not to like <laughs> want to date anyone that my brother's dating. I imagine twin brothers have this issue a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think we know of some people who have twins or or people in families that have like siblings one after another have dated other people who have the same situation. Like there's yeah. a group of people and I our... wonder how that is for the for the lady in this situation. See, that's awkward. See, like so it depends on if is if it, is the lady coming on to them and getting them both in or are the guys just pursuing and not really paying attention to the feelings of the lady. Right. Like there's a lot of variables mixed in there. Yeah. Which also I don't like drama. Right. So that's another reason why I just wouldn't I wouldn't do it. The my the closest th- I mean I've got my brother-in-law, John. Yes. Um who's a close to the same age as me, but if we were fighting over the same woman that'd be awkward because it's his sister. sister. Yeah. Yes, yeah. my wife. Yep. So I don't I don't I can't speak to this kind of situation. No, I can't either. I can only imagine it's the most awkward. Oh yeah. Especially because then how because, do you even be friends with your brother? Well, especially because you in the first one you defeat your brother. Yeah. For the love of Marion. Yeah. It seems weird. So you kill your brother? Is that what it is? Right. This is real like romance like Shakespeare shit. Yeah. So that's our qu- answer for that, Craig. Weirdo. It's weird. You weirdo. Um, and then what enemy type is your favorite? I think, I mean, Danny Trejo. Yeah, you. I, I would agree with Danny Trejo and then the big bald guy. I don't know why. I just like the big bald guy. He's just no. ugly looking. Yep. He's real ugly looking. That's yeah, why I like him. Arnold Schwarzenegger looking dude. He's, he looks like a character from Punch-Out. Yeah. Do you remember in the in episode or uh, the fourth level, the same level that has my favorite song? Mm-hmm. There was a part where you had to fight the the Arnold Schwarzenegger looking dude, and he would uppercut you. Yep. But you were in a a, a very narrow corridor where he right. just barely he could get in, and he would just keep uppercutting you into the spikes. Yeah, that was the worst. Yeah, there's a lot of painful parts in that game. Yeah, painful it's parts. Tough. Yep. That wraps up Craig's questions. Um, I have another one here. Uh, it just says how dare you oh is this gonna happen every episode it might it's i mean it's kind of funny how how dare you how, how dare, dare you bring this up again how yeah how dare you how how dare you danny trejo i think we do it just because we can how dare you? that's how we dare i don't know what you we mean. dare boldly and loudly how about you dare to go to by chance the motor city gaming website yes go to the forums Read our episode list. Give us some questions and comments. Also, check out the GameZilla podcast. Yeah. They come out every Tuesday. Why don't you do that? That's a great podcast to go listen to. Yeah, if you want to. I mean, 
the J. We're talking about old stuff, stuff yeah. you already know about, stuff you're screaming at us for getting wrong. Right. Go. Do you want to scream at us for stuff that we don't that we get wrong? That's current. Current. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah. You can yell at Jazzy and Jay Grimlock the Dino Nine and Ethan producer Ethan the Dead Eye Knight. It's true. Check them all out. They're playing Overwatch a lot lately, and they're talking about current gaming news. And I'm sure they'll have a really good show coming up soon. And I would, I would just, (laughs) I would just (laughs) go listen to that, see what they're currently playing. I know that we always play Destiny, and hit us up on the social gaming uh, on Facebook. Yep. And YouTube at Motor City Gaming. And then also on Twitter and Twitch at Gaming in Detroit. Yep. And you can see what they're playing, and then hopefully maybe you can play with them online. Yep. And I'm playing Overwatch with them. You are. Yep. And you're playing Destiny with them. I am playing Destiny with them. So if you mean, if, if you want to find us playing current games, which we do from time to time, yeah. you can find me on PlayStation Network and Xbox Live. Not that I hook up my Xbox anymore, but at uh, Zando Calrissian. That's mm-hmm. like Lando Calrissian from Star Wars. Without a space and with an X instead of an L. Yeah. And I am, I am Ham Ham. I am, I am Ham Ham? No, just, just I am Ham Ham. Double Dragon? I am Ham Ham. That's all okay. it is. All right. Whatever happened to Special Ops Chops, man? What? Special Ops Chops was my was Xbox so good. name. And, it, and is I it can't... from Ham Taro? Is that why you picked Ham Ham? No. Because this is what I think. No. I just think that you're a huge Ham Taro fan. Nope. It, it was from an email address I created in high school. Oh, okay. So it has no bearing on anything other than a friend would call me Ham every now and then. Okay. She called a lot of people Ham. Fair enough. And Special Ops Chops was given to me by God of Games AJ. Yeah. And and you can't change your name on PSN, so it's too bad. we st- should write Sony. With it. If they you could don't. change it, would you? Oh yeah, I would change it to Special Ops Chops. It's a great name. Yeah. I love that name. I still when I would bring up my Xbox, I come across to your avatar dressed as the pirate from Monkey Island. Oh yeah, as as LeChuck. Yeah. Dead pirate LeChuck. Yep. Oh, dread pirate LeChuck. Yeah, I love that game. Yep. Maybe we'll have an episode about Monkey Island. Maybe I've never. Oh, I, I haven't. I've just never played play, it. Through. Oh my god! Even like at that and like uh, Grim Fandango, I've played a little bit of. I haven't played I, a lot about. I that. always get stuck in a point, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing next, and I kind of lose interest. There's an episode LPJ would love to be on is Monkey Island. It yeah. would that would be an aw. My dad even remembers us playing that yeah. game. It is. It is great. I remember having fun with it. What it, with how far I got, but I never got. I never finished it. It was. It's one of those like the point and click adventures where I just eventually like I don't know where I'm going next I don't know what I'm doing right I'm gonna play something else it's 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 a little difficult in that aspect of trying to keep track of what items you have that can progress you where but it's a great game yeah. it's a great game so this is um, episode 5 of the season which means we are halfway done oh we are halfway done with the season yeah yeah so when's this episode come out this episode this is currently is, is right now is right now is on, right now on, on, on uh on August 25th. August 25th. Today is August Today 25th. Today is August 25th, if you're yeah. listening into the present. Right. So we'll have more episodes coming out soon, but uh, we'll also have some special episodes coming yeah. out. So keep an eye We've out got, on those releases. So our last our last regular episode of the season uh, comes out at the end of October, yep. October 27th. Um, and that's where we're just going to talk about arcade games. We're going to go to a local arcade. We're going to spend the day just hanging out, playing those yeah. games. Um, and then I'll just tell you about them, the stuff that we've played. It'll be a fun time. Yeah. Uh, but then we have two special episodes coming out over the holidays. So the holiday season, we're going to kind of slow down a little bit. We're not going to have as many episodes. I'm sorry. Right. We'll probably pick up back in like February-ish regular episodes. Yeah. But well, I mean, we, we might be able to start recording and have them out as early as like mid-January. Yeah, maybe. Who potentially. Knows? 
Um, but we do have two special episodes coming up for you. The holiday episode will release around Christmas time, which I'm really excited about. I'm very excited about that one. And then uh, right around Thanksgiving, there'll be an episode because there's a game coming out right around Thanksgiving that is pretty current and pretty popular. Yeah, we can talk about that. But yeah. we're not going to tell you what it is. We'll nope. just let you guess. Just guess for just it. Just keep on guessing. Yep. Uh, but next episode is one that I'm looking forward to. I know you are. I can't wait to kind of dive down the rabbit hole. You're going to school me on this one. You think I'm I'm a fan of the music now? Just wait until mm-hmm. we start talking about my friend. I know. I know. Parappa the Rapper. I know. I, I, will, I will feel dumb probably playing this game against you. Yeah, I mean we can't. Well, Parappa, I know we can't play against but Parappa like, Rapper Two. We could have, but like, like uh, I, I played very little of this game. So, yeah. I love me some rhythm games. I know you do. Even just playing Dance Dance Revolution with a controller, I can sit there and do that all day. And I know that's it's, weird. I know, but I love it. That's weird. Yep. <clears throat> so we got Parappa the Rapper coming up next episode, and then after that is Kid Chameleon. Oh yes, I'm a fond, I'm very fond of that game. Yeah, I, I very much enjoy that game. Mm-hmm. And after Kid Chameleon, we have Resident Evil 3 and Mario Kart 64. Yes. And then the arcade episode, which we already talked about, and that kind of wraps up our season. So yep. uh, jump on the forums at Motor City Gaming and put your questions in. If, you, if we've missed an episode, um, if you've put a question in after we've recorded, because we record these in advance, mm-hmm. uh, we will always go back and answer those questions. So you might not be directly on topic, but... Uh, Please. We'll, 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 we'll put it in there, yeah. Yeah, we'll always try to let you know on social media when we're recording and hopefully get some questions out there for you. And go to go to DetroitBeardCollective.com and buy some beard supplies. Use the offer code MotorCity... I'm sorry, MC Gaming. MC Gaming, which at stands checkout. for Motor City Gaming. Right. MC is our company. MC Gaming, and you get 20% off orders of $25 or more. That's a true story. Yes. All right. So this has been the Double Dragon episode of Double Legend Dragon of Retro. The Revenge. We will uh, catch you all next time when The, the Legend, Legend Continues. continues.